0: Hey everybody and welcome back to No Interference. I'm your host, Quinner. Today we got a good one for you. We're talking NFC East football. NFC East, NFC Beast, NFC Least. First off, we got the Washington football team. Started off the year with a name change. Started off with the saga of not being able to get their name because someone, some genius decided to trademark all the possible names instead of using their old name, which we're not going to talk about. The Washington football team finished seven and nine this year, won the NFC East, yeah, weak division, but you know, you play the cards that you're dealt with. They went four and two in the division. So first off, you gotta start out talking about Alex Smith or Taylor Heineke. Who do you play going forward? You got Alex Smith came off a gruesome injury good for him that he was able to come back but we kind of saw down the stretch his problems with mobility being a healthy scratch not being able to move in the pocket and then you got this young gun taylor heineke coming out where i think they might be able to use him going forward if they don't draft quarterback which i don't think they should even in this upcoming draft it's a very quarterback heavy draft this year yes but They're kind of down the line when they win their division. You don't get one of those top picks like they got with Chase Young last year. I think they can just ride it out with Heineke. He showed that he can play the game. Anyway, 4-2 in the division. 0-2 against the Giants, which is something to point out, which I'll get more into at the Giants next. But let's think of the positives of Washington football team they've got some superstars on their hands. Antonio Gibson and Chase Young will be the face of their offense and defense for years to come. That Washington defense can be very scary. You got Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan on offense. You got Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, Logan Thomas, and even maybe coming back next year, Bryce Love, who I think can be better than J.D. McKissick. No offense to J.D. McKissick, I just think that he's an average player. Their offense needs a little bit of some fine-tuning. When you look at stats across the season, Washington football team only had one more point scored than the Philadelphia Eagles. Within that division, that's not great. And when you look at the rest of the league, there needs to be more points on the board. Their point differential was only minus six, which isn't terrible for a team that went seven and nine. But going forward, that that's not gonna be good enough. Next year, the Giants are gonna come back more healthy. The Eagles, who knows what's going on with the Eagles. But the Cowboys, if they come back with Dak and all their weapons, they could just heavy handedly take this division on their own. Ron Rivera Needs to find an offensive identity. First off, shout out to Ron Rivera, kicking cancer's ass. Love to see that. Don't care what team that guy's on. Love to see that. Good for Ron Rivera. They need an offensive identity. You have a player in Antonio Gibson where I was watching him all season slowly but surely build up to this superstar status, which came to a head on the Thanksgiving game where he had. A million touchdowns and a million fantasy points. This guy is a superstar. He can do it. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. So when I'm out here seeing J.D. McKissick getting 20 touches and Antonio Gibson's matching that, and they're wondering why they don't have enough yards down the stretch, or they're wondering why the offense is so low-scoring, you have to put the ball in the good guy's hands. Antonio Gibson is that guy, regardless of game script. I understand that they're going, J.D. McKissick is our passing down back. Well, when you're down by 20 points, it's always going to be a passing down. You're always going to be in that hole. Don't ditch the run game. Don't ditch Antonio Gibson. He's a guy that can get you in the game, keep you in the game, win you a game even. So I don't understand why they were taking him out before his injury. I know he got got turf toe at the end of the year. Different story. I don't understand why they just wouldn't play him enough. That's how you win your games. You get your good players the ball in their hands. There's plenty of examples that I'm going to talk about throughout this whole recap for different teams of teams maybe coming up short where they could have avoided it just by a simple decision of getting your good players the ball. Find a way to get your good players. They were able to do it with Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin has very sneakily become one of the best receivers in the game. I'd say top fifteen. He's no Devontae Adams, no DeAndre Hopkins. But this man has just been getting stats really under the radar. He's a good wide receiver. The only time that I've seen him not have a decent game was against the Pittsburgh Steelers. When he was being double teamed because he's all that they really have in that wide receiver core because then going down the roster you have terry mclaurin beast then next you have the two sims cam and steven they're serviceable wide receivers but then if you go one step forward to your fourth best wide receiver, you have Antonio Gandy-Golden, rookie at of Liberty. They're not really that deep at wide receiver. So that's why I'm saying, maybe you don't even have to go get a quarterback in this next draft, because who's he going to throw to? Besides Terry, besides Logan Thomas. I don't know what they're going to do there. Maybe that's where they need to go draft this this year. Go get another wide receiver that can play second to Terry McLaurin. That way you can stretch out the field more. That way Antonio Gibson will have larger running lanes. That way you don't have to throw the ball to your running back all the time. And you can have a more dynamic offense. That's all they were able to do this season with Alex Smith. Dump-offs, pass to McLaurin, pass over the middle Logan Thomas, run to Antonio Gibson. That's not going to be good enough to win the division next season. They can be good enough to win this division. Their defense is good enough to win this division. It's all going to be up to how do we boost our wide receiver core. So that's the Washington football team. Okay, next let's talk about the... New York Football Giants, six and ten this year, four and two in the division. They actually swept the Washington Football Team this year, went two and zero, beating the division champs. Just positive to look at. They started this year zero and five, then got their first win against the Washington Football Team. They weren't really that far out of it. Going down the line, there's that whole controversy. The Philadelphia Eagles not really playing out the rest of the season at the end. At the end of the day, they only won six games. I think Joe Judge is going to be a good coach going forward. I don't see him really as an X's and O's guy, but I think he's a great player motivator, which I think could be even more important than maybe an analytical guy or a guy who's calling all the fancy plays. Started this season, heard about how Joe Judge threw a football down in the mud and then went, dove, and got it. Had a fight for the ball with all the players. Gets his guys going. And we saw that through the rest of the season. Even though they started 0-5. That that was a narrative that was coming out. Well, you know, he's a player's guy, but if they start losing, he's going to lose that locker room. I don't think Joe Judge ever lost that locker room at all. I think he had full control the entire time, and it showed on the field. They kind of got the short end of the stick with Saquon getting injured. Can't really predict that. Don't put that into the forecast. It's very unfortunate. Saquon's an amazing player. I think with Saquon, this team could have went 8-8, eight and eight, maybe even 9-7. and seven. And overtaken the Washington football team and made the playoffs this year. But he gets hurt week two. There's nothing you can do about it. Next year is going to be really interesting for the New York Giants. They were actually top ten in points scored against. I attribute this to their sneaky good run defense. You got Dexter Lawrence. Great pick. Got Leonard Williams. Tay Crowder. Kind of Kyler Fackrell. He was kind of always in there every time I watch a game getting tackles. That that builds up. That helps your team getting stops, getting tackles. You got James Bradbury. He kind of came out of nowhere as a non-Giants fan. I'm sure Giants fans were like, this guy's been great. I like him. I think he's good. I think he's really good. I think he's a leader on that defense. And then you got Jabril Peppers, who's a Jersey guy, came from Paramus Catholic, won multiple state titles in Giants Stadium, in MetLife. That man is familiar with the field. He went to Michigan. They weren't really sure what to do with him because he's such a dynamic athlete. Weren't weren't really sure where to put him. Kind of used him as a gadget player. Then he comes into the league. Same thing with the Browns. Don't really know what to do with him. He, he's good. There's no denying that. We, we, we know that he's good. We know that he's athletic. They just didn't know what to do with him. Then you bring him back home to Jersey. To the Giants. He gets that comfort around him. Gets to see his friends and family whenever he wants. Because he's, he's back home. He's back where he grew up. And now he gets to play football. Just like he did before. And I feel like that comfort level and that change has positively impacted this man's football career. I think it was the best move that could have been done for him. Because he's still that dynamic player. He's, still, he's returning kicks. But now he's also that dynamic player on defense as well. Where he wants to be. So going forward... I think he's going to continue to develop into one of their best players. The Giants had the second least points in the league. Not to harp on their offense. Like I said, Saquon going down isn't really the best thing to see. They do need a better offensive line, though. Watching Daniel Jones have to run around to make plays it's not the best, but it works for him. He can move, like we saw against the Eagles. He had the fastest run by any quarterback in the league. That's including Lamar Jackson. Something to think about with Danny Jones' Tumbling down the field. They need Saquon. With Saquon, this team makes the playoffs in this division. Without him, we see what happens. You get a 6-10 and 10 team who's good in a bunch of games, but when you look at like the Cardinals or the 49ers, weren't really competitors in that game. That's just kind of a fortunate circumstance. They did have close losses against the Bears, the Rams, and the Bucks. They win a couple of those games against playoff teams. They make the playoffs. They also had two close losses. ...against the Cowboys, the game that Dak unfortunately got hurt... ...and against the Eagles... ...in that game with Danny, Danny Jones... ...running down the field, getting all the way down... ...tripping on the 20-yard line. This team beat the Seahawks this year. The Seattle Seahawks. Went into their house... I know there were no fans... ...but went into their house... And took them for all their money. This team is very close to being pretty good. And Giants fans deserve that. They've had a rough go over the past couple of years. and I think that the organization has made the proper moves. Proper draft picks. Proper offseason moves. That they deserve their next run. But you need a top wide receiver. I know they, they had to let go of Odell. It was an odd situation. Don't really have to get into that. But go out and get a guy this year. Go out, draft one of those top wide receivers. So you have the running back. You have a tight end in Evan Ingram. The wide receiver core is serviceable, but it's not it's not great. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, they can get the job done. They're good football players. But you need that, that guy. You need that one guy, that go-to. It's not easy to find. But if they can't find one, it'll make that team that much better. With Evan Ingram, I kind of think that he snuck into the Pro Bowl. When you look at his stats, eh. I guess, you know, tight end hasn't really been that great this year if your name wasn't Travis Kelsey. So, Giants fans, use this as leverage. Now you get to ask for more there's no more oh you know he's good but I wish he was better no he has to be better now he's a pro bowler he got selected to the pro bowl that's supposed to be the top of the league he needs to be held in that higher regard with accountability he's not performing, Joe Judge has to be on him to be better. No more drop passes on fourth down. No more drop. You don't want any drop passes in general. But he has to now be your guy. He has to be stepping up to the level of a George Kittle, of Travis Kelsey, and that, that's kind of hard, but he has to be your guy going forward next to Saquon if you don't get another wide receiver. Their quarterback situation's fine. I, I think Daniel Jones is good. I think he'll be fine. I think a lot of Giants fans agree with me saying that. And there's nothing to worry about. Yet, you know, bring in Colt McCoy and all of a sudden there's a quarterback controversy. No, there's not. There's not. Daniel Jones is the guy. He will be fine. He will be good. Just need to get him the reps. Get him the players around him. Everything will be perfectly fine for the New York Giants going forward. Now we've got the Dallas Cowboys. 6-10, and 2-4 in the division. They had the most points scored in the division. They also had the most points scored against. Their defense was just not good all season. They just could not stop people from scoring. At all. It felt like at will, teams were just scoring. There was only one team that they were able to hold in single digits. And that was the... Joe burrow list Bengals held them to 7 points. The second lowest team that they were able to hold was the LA Rams with 20 points. 20. Everything after that was plus 20. That's not good enough on the defensive front. Obviously, they fired their D coordinator. They got Dan Quinn. We'll see what that looks like next year. I never really liked Dan Quinn as a head coach for the Falcons, but he was a good D coordinator. Maybe you get a situation where "Hmm, head coaching wasn't for me, but I know I'm good at this. Come back to the fold. Now he's good at coordinating again. Happened with Wade Phillips with the Rams. He was not a good head coach. Really bad, actually. Came back as a defensive coordinator and took that team to the Super Bowl. I wonder if that's going to happen with the Cowboys. It's a possibility. But they have other things that they have to worry about. Unfortunate situation with Dak. Terrible injury. Hate to see that. But they were 1-3 before his injury. That's kind of attributing to the defense. Because in those games... They had 17, not great start, but it was against the Rams, great defense, 40, 31, and 38. They lost three of those games. He had 24 points in the game against the Giants before he got hurt. The team only scored 10 points after that. You gotta give the man his money. He's your guy. You got Dak and you got Zeke. You got Amari, you got C D. Even throwing Michael Gallup in there. Even throwing Tony Pollard. He's he's a good second. You need a quarterback to win and you have a quarterback that can win for you but they want to play the money game that rarely works i don't i can't think of a situation where that's worked maybe the patriots but that's it's kind of kind of exaggerating it The offense is fine. It's the defense that's the problem. Bottom five in points against in the league. I I don't I don't know where to go about this this defense. What happened? Sean Lee, Leighton Vander Was it injuries? Is there no motivation? Was that D coordinator that bad? We need to see next year what Dan Quinn can do with these guys. Because if they don't step it up on the defensive end, it clearly shows it doesn't matter how good your offense is if you can't stop a runny nose. It needs to be better. They had a couple close games this year. After Dak. The Steelers won. That was a close game. Shouldn't have been, but that's a classic Steelers trap game. They were able to beat the 49ers, even though the 49ers were riddled with injuries. They still were able to beat them. 49ers were still a good team. They were able to blow out the Bengals that's things that you'd like to see from your football team is beating teams that you should but they also went two and four in the division you're getting beat 25 to three the Washington football team 23 to nine from the Eagles 4116 from the football team again Getting doubled up on by the Ravens 34-17. It's just not good enough. And I think with Dak, this is a situation where they might have been able to roll into the playoffs and see what happens once they're out. Maybe they could average 30-something points a game in the, in the postseason and make some magic happen. I doubt it. But that's all ifs, ands, and buts. I think the Cowboys made a huge mistake in hiring Mike McCarthy. I've never been a huge Mike McCarthy guy. Credit where credit's due. Won a Super Bowl with the Packers. I just don't think he's a good head coach. You saw it with the Packers not being able to manage the guys that he has. If a guy like Aaron Jones, who now is one of the top running backs in the league, that happened the year after Mike McCarthy left. I was a huge Aaron Jones guy, and he was not getting the shine that he deserved. He was running players like Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery. Players that Aaron Jones is much better than. Jamal Williams, good football player. But he's not the same as Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is so much more dynamic. You see that with Mike McCarthy too. You got Zeke. And yet, Tony Pollard's running with it. Tony Pollard, like I said, he's a good two. Is he the number one? Could be. But you have Zeke. Feed Zeke. Feed Zeke. Feed. That's what he wants. Feed me more. Give the man the ball. And they they kind of just lost that identity when Dak went down. You won't know, we'll talk about fantasy purposes. Zeke's stock plummeted after. After. There was just no offense coming from the run game. Maybe when they got down to the goal line, throwing a bomb to CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee's a great player. That was a great move by the Cowboys. Taking CD Lamb away from Philadelphia. That was one of the most petty moves that worked out so well for a team. When they drafted CeeDee Lamb, I was like, what do they need him for? They have Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper. He is leapfrogged, Michael Gallup. And Michael Gallup is a good wide receiver. I just need to see more from the Dallas Cowboys. And it just was not there this year. Not a lot of bright side. But there is the bright side, like I said offense is fine get deck his money sign that man because if you don't you've seen the results and going forward this will can should be a good football team they just need to work it out last but certainly not least it depends who you ask I don't think they're the the worst team in the league. Probably worst team in the division just on this year. But they had a lot of ups and downs. Philadelphia Eagles. 4-10 and 1. 2 and 4 in the division. Bottom 7 points 4. And middle of the road, but the bottom side of half for points against. What is going on with the Philadelphia Eagles? They win the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And now they got head coaching problems, got quarterback problems, overall structure problems. That this is a perfect example of showing people that it is so hard to win a Super Bowl. This just goes to show how every little thing needs to fall in place and everything needs to go right to win a Super Bowl. Philadelphia had a good football team. I still think there's something there. But they kind of regress to the old Eagles that their fans get really mad at. They let go of Doug Peterson at the end of the year. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. I think Doug was the guy. Doug was the guy that took you to the Super Bowl he was the guy before that too before the Super Bowl he was still the guy I've never been a big Carson Wentz fan just don't think he could win when it came down to it couldn't stay healthy I thought it was an interesting move taking Jalen Hurts and it definitely got interesting at the end of the year Wentz was not good enough. Could you say injuries played a part? Yeah. Guys throw into who knows. Reminded me of the Always Sunny episode when the gang's trying out for the Eagles. That's how it felt on the field. Like they took a couple people off the, the parking lot said, Hey, go run some routes. They didn't have much to work with. I just... I don't think it was the worst product possible. Could have been much worse. They had a lot of close games. Okay. Not really in the division, (laughs) per se. But... They split the season with the Giants. Win one, lose one. They split the season with the Cowboys. But they got swept by the Washington football team. Mind you, I don't really put a lot of stock until the last game. That was a winnable game. But you have that whole, let's put in Nate Sudfeld. Oh, my God. They had a couple close games. They One score against the Seahawks. They beat the Saints. Possibly one of the most shocking games of the year. One score within the Browns. They gave the Steelers a run for their money. They just couldn't hold them on defense. One score game against the Ravens. One score game against the 49ers. These are good football teams that they just didn't have enough to win against. But hindsight's always twenty twenty, and the message was kind of already written on the wall week three. Bengals versus Eagles. Punting the ball in overtime and taking the tie. That was kind of the first domino. We saw that game, and shocking, to say the least. Then where do you go from there? You have injuries galore down the line in the wide receiver core and the offensive line. It's never great to deal with as a whole football team. More than halfway through the season, you don't know who your quarterback's going to be. Bring in Jalen Hurts. He's a baller. Is he a top-level quarterback? No. Is he a good quarterback? Yeah. He's dynamic. He's only a rookie. Give him the time. Give him the reps. I think they'd be fine with Jalen Hurts. What do you do with Carson Wentz? What do you do with his contract? That's a huge contract that I was against. Not that I have a say in it, but I thought it was a dumb move. You don't give that guy that much money for one year. Yeah, he was playing at maybe an MVP level that year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl. But MVP also needs durability. Can't win an MVP on ten, twelve, stretch it to thirteen games in a season. You can't you can't win with that. Availability. He needs to be there down the stretch. You can go sixteen and oh, but if he gets hurt week seventeen, you're gonna lose that first game. unless you have Nick Falls and you go to the Super Bowl. But you know crazy situation with that. Let's look at their wide receivers. Jalen R- Jalen Riggers okay. Guy at TCU didn't really think he shock anybody, which I don't I don't think he did, but I think he is a growth player. He will grow into being a good wide receiver. What happened to Alshon Jeffrey? <laughs> All year, I was waiting for this man to come back. And he just never did. He was born with glass bones of paper skin every day he wakes up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get what happened to him. I think it's partially mental at this point. Kind of like the Andrew Luck injury a couple years ago. I, I think he'd be good to go. But he just he doesn't. I don't I don't know if his body wants to. And then down the stretch, what happened to Travis Fulgham? This dude was lighting it up. Was it because he was the only option at wide receiver? Possibly. But it doesn't negate the fact that he was the top guy for a while in Philly. That doesn't just go away. Was it the schemes that they were running? Was it on Carson Wentz? Was Jalen Hurts not able to get the ball to him? You have a guy there. That can that can work in your system. And then we we don't really have to talk about Deshaun Jackson. He's out for most of the year. I think one of the mistakes that Philly made down the line was a man named Hakeem Butler I've talked to my Philly friends about this he is a baller and he only got with his stay in Philadelphia one target one target it was a fourth and goal he got past interference that wasn't called but he got one target. This guy is an animal. He went to college with David Montgomery at Iowa State. He has the all-time record at that school for catches and receiving yards. He is a go-up-and-get-it player. He's a guy that I don't understand why he's not able to break through in the league. He's really good. Maybe he has separation issues. Well, Philadelphia kinda tried to get rid of that. Turn him into a tight end. He's a huge guy. Make him a pass catching tight end. He's huge. He's like six seven. I think Hakeem Butler was gone too soon. They cut him a couple weeks after. I think he could have made an impact going down the line for the Philadelphia Eagles. But they decided they didn't want him, and that's okay. That was their decision. I think you you found a guy, and you, you didn't want to see him grow. Speaking of tight ends, we got Dallas Goddard versus Zach Ertz. Is Dallas Goddard better than Zach Ertz? No, he's not. He's good. He's really good. Dallas Goddard is a really good pass block and catching tight end. Zach Ertz is better, but he was hurt all year. He was hurt for most of the season. Yet the one game in Pittsburgh where he had one catch for five yards and people were going crazy about it. What happened to Zach Ertz? He was being triple teamed. He was their only option up the middle. So the Steelers just hung Devin Bush in the middle with him. He was covered the whole game. It was a shock that he got one catch. They they didn't give him many options to be successful this year. They kind of just threw him out there like, oh yeah, Zach, go and do your thing. Well, his thing is based on the route's run. Zach Ertz, is a he's he's a power tight end, he's a catching tight end, but he's a power tight end. He's gonna be give him an out route, he'll run it up the field for five yards and blow someone's head up on the sideline, get that extra yard, get that first down. He'll run through somebody. He's not he's not a wide receiver, he's a tight end that can catch the ball. There's a huge difference with Carson Wentz versus. Jalen Hurts, I don't really see a situation where Carson Wentz stays. Maybe with the new head coach, he wants to keep Wentz, and maybe Wentz will be his guy. But then what do you do with Hurts? Hurts is a serviceable quarterback. He can get the job done. He's a baller. He may not be the best, but he wants to win. He can win. I just don't see a situation where you keep Carson Wentz. Where does he go? I don't know. Who wants to take his contract? I don't know. People keep saying, Indy, I think that's stupid. I don't think Indy wants him. I don't think he'll work in Indy. I don't care if Frank Wright's there. I I just don't see it working. Carson Wentz needs to go somewhere that has a, a lot of wide receiver tools. Or else it's just not going to work for him. Jalen Hurts can do more with less. And he proved that this year. I think the Eagles should go with Jalen Hurts going forward. And through all of this, I think it's going to be the most hilarious storyline with the possibility that Nate Sudfeld gets cut in the offseason. <laughs> all that at the end of the year of- we want to see what guy we have here. We want to see what we could do with this guy, Nate Sudfeld. I think, I think he's going to get cut. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see a reality where Nate, Nate Sudfeld stays on that roster. <laughs> and that's going to piss off Giants fans even more. I think you got a guy, Miles Sanders, who's decent. People were kind of touting him out as his top ten running back. I don't really see that. I think he's right outside of it. I I just think he he's not as dynamic. He needs he needs to get stronger. He needs to get a lot stronger. He needs to get bigger. Cause same thing happened with Boston Scott. Saw it a lot against the Giants. They'd run it up the middle. He'd just get blown up. Minus one, zero yards. Only one yard. Philly doesn't really have a power running back, and yet they decide to keep trying to run it up the middle. Power. It doesn't work. They wonder why it's third and nine after two run plays. He needs to get stronger, or they need to get him on the outside. Get him in space. Get him in motion. Get him more blockers. He's fast. We we saw it. He can break off a run. He's a good running back in that aspect. But power running not really his thing. He's from Penn State, but he's no Saquon. And that's the NFC East. Season in review. Thanks for listening. You made it all the way here. Find me on Instagram, No Interference Pod on Twitter, No Interference. If you like the show, tell somebody. Like and share some stuff. You're the best. If you didn't like the show, I, you know, we'll just, we'll just move on. Sorry. It's, right. it's all right, though. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. I've been your host, Quinner, and I'll see everyone next time on No Interference.